0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sligo Show podcast with myself, Brendan Tierney. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a like and subscribe if you like what you're seeing. I hope you enjoyed the show. But first, our, our main guest tonight is a man, he's a coach, a trainer, a motivator, expert in the areas of well-being and lifestyle and self-development and fitness. It's just, it's endless. And a famous author nearly locally at this point and beyond. Alan Williams, you're very welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Brendan. It's great to be here. I don't know about the famous
0: yet, but we'll, 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 we'll work on it. <laughs> well, it's as famous as you want it to be, you know what I mean? It's all all—all it's all relative. Uh, so, Alan, I mean, look, at, we, we've seen you in so many things from the Irish Independent to your social media work to, you know, your online videos and all that, but... We know your face, some people may not. For, tell us a little bit more about the background and when young Alan and where was he and what? where did you go school? Yeah,
1: I grew up in Bunnanaddon, which is in South Sligo, a mm. little rural area. Um, very happy upbringing, I suppose. I I look at my upbringing now and I have a lot of gratitude for it, I have to say, because from a very young age, I think... Myself and my brothers and sisters, we were pretty much had a good work ethic instilled in us, mm. and I think that's something that has served me really, really well as I went on in my career. So even right when we were back in school, I grew up on a farm. So you I was always about to did, say
0: the work and the farm in the country—that was it. Oh was ah, okay, yeah, you yeah. have
1: to, you have to help out. You do your bit, and my dad has his own business as well. So we would have been—you know—you'd be in school during the day, you come home, you would help out in the farm weekends. You'd be working in the business. Yeah. So work ethic was there from a young age, you know. Um, and then you were playing football and you were doing sports and everything. So very, okay. very active childhood, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Went to school in Ducastle, which is actually in Mayo. So we're pretty oh, yeah, much a I kilometre think,
0: yeah. from the border. Such we, as won't, the we won't border. keep going, but it's Sligo show now, you can't
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly across the border, but we're Sligo. Um, um, yeah, secondary school then was in Bannad Abbey. Did my leave in certain centre tractors in Tupper I did one year there when the school's amalgamated. Oh, I see, OK. I yeah, see. Um, and then went to IT Sligo later in life.
0: Nice. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah, famous. Many famous past people was I mean, sports. When you were young, like, what were you into? Team sports or was it more individual, or what was your thing? Yeah,
1: very much team sports would have been my thing growing up. Yeah, I was always very active. Like, if we weren't at training with the local clubs, we would have been kicking a ball at home in the garden or against the wall or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. very very active. Yeah, and I was always interested in the fitness training side of things, and I suppose. When I got into the gym, that went to another level altogether because I was discovering nearly something that was even new again to me. Because at that point, it was that lit me up like that lit my brain up when I got into the gym. I was like, this is where I belong. And And even
0: that was when you were young now, you were still into the gym or did that kind of come later? No, that was probably later. I was probably about 17, I would
1: say, when I started getting into the gym side of things. Yeah.
0: So you said 17. But before that, in one of your intros on your website, it says you described yourself as painfully shy. When you were young. I mean, can you give us an example of, you know, kind of how would how would you know, to say painfully is probably a little bit more extreme than I was quite shy. Was there certain situations or certain things you found really difficult? Yeah, I was I probably just didn't have any confidence in myself. I was okay.
1: very quiet, I was very introverted. I would be the person at times that could be sitting there not speaking in a group of maybe five, six people, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I suppose When it came to a head for me was probably when I went to college because then you're into an environment where, you know, you're no longer among your little group of friends. And I just found it difficult because I was never really into the typical college stuff, the partying and the lifestyle and going out at night. And, you know, I'd see the lads be going off to the pub in the evening and be like, "Oh, you coming? And I'd say, no, I'm off to the gym. I got a job working in a gym in the evening. So what I actually found was that brought me out of my shell, finding something that I was so passionate about and that I actually felt like this is where I belong. Okay. You know, and that might not be the case for everybody. It no, might not no, be the gym. But I think it's important to find that thing that you do enjoy because if you immerse yourself in that, you meet like-minded people. Yeah. And I found from there, I found people coming up to me in the gym asking me for advice. They'd be saying, you know, why are you doing this or why are you doing that? And you'd start just having great conversations with people. And that started to give me a little bit more confidence in myself because then I was going, okay. I must be okay at this like yeah, yeah, people course, are asking yeah. for help um, and just having those conversations i go out into everyday life then and I felt like I was much more able to actually in, in ordinary society just have better conversations and it just it helped me enormously just grew that. my
0: confidence I suppose it's even more inspirational people that you know use you for your coaching to go god he was really shy or maybe there's people who come to you that were that way or are that way and maybe so I suppose it's even more more inspiring so you mentioned the Radisson which is where I first met you all those years ago uh, from I used to be a member out there and Tell us your journey from there then to now, you know, to yeah. I mean, quite a, quite a stratospheric rise in, in that in a short number of years. Said, yeah, it has gone pretty well, I suppose. But I got a
1: job in the Radisson, and the gym in the Radisson when I was in college. So I think I was about 19 at the time when I started working there. Um, I left in 2013 and it got to the stage, I suppose, where I just felt I couldn't go any further. And I'm a yeah. very ambitious guy and I felt like I needed to get myself out there and I wanted to help more people and I wanted to impact the world. And I just felt like I needed to do it. I needed to set up my own business. 2013, we were still in recession. Like, it was of course, yeah. it was a difficult thing to do. Like, 90% of people were saying to me, you're mad in the head. Jeff, you know, yeah. like, Jesus, you've got a great job there. It's half the country was unemployed. Why would you hand in your notice? But I just felt like it was something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I needed to stretch myself. Um, went out there. It was very, very difficult at the start. I started running fitness classes. Thump boxing was my thing initially. Yeah, I classed, Yeah, yeah. classes on all over the place. Different venues,
0: different towns, villages.
1: And... It just was so so difficult just to get it out.
0: I, I, okay, social media was in existence. Maybe it wasn't as powerful a tool to a point as it is now, or it definitely wasn't as many avenues to advertise. It was just really I didn't know Facebook how to use it. it. I didn't yeah, know how yeah. to use it,
1: Brendan. Um So I had it, but it was it was only doing so much for me, mm. you know. And again, I think my own personality was kind of holding me back a little bit at times as well. I was afraid to put myself out there. Whereas now I'm kind of going, okay, you know what. I've kind of mastered it at this stage, but initially yeah. you just have to make that decision. It's what's on the other side of it for you. You have to put
0: yourself out there, you know. And just just go, go for it. I mean, even your 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 first book, and I was, you know, doing me research there the last few days, and like unlocking my mind. You know, you often see these books unlocking your mind, but like it's nearly like a little bit, it's a bit autobiographical that you were unlocking your own mind at the time and you said fifty keys to self-empowerment is the title. So was it like nearly your own journey and what you learned but you wanted to pass that on would you kind of sum up the book like that a bit yeah very much so i would say it's a combination of my own journey and my clients
1: experiences so mm. a lot of what's in that book is stuff that i've seen i have a lot of experience in, in the in the industry at this stage but it will be there's a lot of little stories in there. there's a lot of bits and pieces from my own journey or something i would have seen with people i've worked with that i'm going i think that's a great lesson for other people yes you know? true,
0: true it's just real life stuff that yeah, happens with people. yeah and,
1: and funnily enough there's one chapter in the book that people always ask me about. I never get asked about any other chapter. There's one in the book that people ask me about and it's probably been a turning point in my life, I'd say. It was probably the most pivotal point in my life was it was December of 2013 so I'd left the Radisson in August 2013, set up my own classes and I was doing a class down in Tremor West and this was middle of winter it was a terrible night it was rain and it was wind it was horrendous like it was one of those you just wanted to sit beside the fire and yeah, not stay mouth. at home yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I went down to Dromore West it was about 40 minutes I think from where I was living at the time um, went down and there was nobody there so mm-hmm. I turned up and I'm looking up and down the streets and there's no sign of life at all and like I thought okay just give it a few minutes did that three people turned up and you kind of smile and you get on with it but I remember driving home that night and, like, I was just devastated. I yeah. was like, what have I done, you know? And all those people that told me not to leave the job, I was going, they were Maybe right. Maybe they were right. right yeah. yeah, yeah, Self-doubt, yeah. yeah. 100%, but that was probably as low as I've ever been in my life. And I got home that night and I didn't even eat. I just went up to bed. I fell into bed. I was just probably as low as I've ever been, you know? Yeah. Um, just woke up the next morning and thought, I have to make this work, you know? The, the fighter in me came out, I think, and... Sat myself down, and came up with some plans and, you know, t- that was a
0: pivotal moment. Things have kind of gone from strength and, to strength do you there. think you just really went at it harder promoting-wise? Did you get some advice outside or, you know, do you think there was one thing that maybe kind of helped you along? Or was it just, yeah. I have to survive with this and do There's it?
1: There's something I do with every client I work with. I set goals with them and we come up with strategies and plans. And I sat myself down that morning and said, how am I going to make this work? I said, I'm going to reach out to as many people as I think they can help me. Yeah. So again, bearing in mind, I wasn't the outgoing type of person anyway. I picked up the phone and cold call people, people with NGA clubs, the operation transformation things were going out mm. at the time. So I was going, any chance I could come in and do a class for you? And I was lucky. You know, there were some great people that helped me out and gave me a break. And- yeah, yeah. There's one actually, there's one person I have to mention in terms of my whole career and my story so far that I feel like I need to give him public acknowledgement. It's a man called Johnny Banks who runs the tailing Centre in Colony, or he did oh, yeah. until recently. Incredible guy. And what he does for Colony is just phenomenal. And I didn't know Johnny before 2013. But I have to say, he's been one of the most inspirational people, influential oh. people in my life. Like when I had no faith in myself or confidence in myself, I just always felt like he had it in me and he'd always encourage me. And even at that point, he said, I'm not going to take any rent money off you for classes until you start getting people in. And okay. just gave me a chance, just a great human well, definitely being. Definitely a great find you needed, like. Great human being. And I think one of the most proud moments of my career was when the first book came out and I was able to present him with a signed copy copy because it just it meant the world to me and it
0: just it was just payback really you know and obviously your job is you know helping people not just with oh losing weight but getting in better shape or maybe they're maybe they're I suppose it's not like psychology but just their own mental health might be in a great place maybe you can guide them out of that with a mix of exercise and coaching and all that but what would you find once you meet these people what would be the kinda of the main reasons people get into bad shape or bad habits, you know, what's kinda of hitting them? What are you finding nowadays? I think people have got really busy with life. And I think especially
1: once you get to thirty years of age, late twenties, early thirties, priorities change, family family mm. life takes over, career and suddenly, people are left not as much time on their hands and they're starting to neglect themselves a wee bit. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. No, they're, but
0: I know what you mean too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you don't like have the time to do all those exercises, keep in the GA club or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's also like, especially with parents, there's almost this parental guilt about putting themselves first. It's like, I can't be a priority. I'm in seventh place on the list. The kids have to come first. Yeah. I have to put all of my time and energy into them. And what I always say to them is, it's the least selfish thing in the world to look after yourself because if you're feeling at your best and you're healthy and you're strong, that rubs off on everybody around yeah. you if you're feeling good about yourself. So True. the whole ecosystem benefits yeah, yeah. and it's obviously setting a good example for people as well, you know. So I would say that's one of the things people struggle with definitely is, is time at the moment and yeah, not prioritising their own time, you
0: know. Okay, and just being pulled everywhere they can. Yeah. Like, you know? And there's actually a great uh, experiment i read about where generationally, you know, there's like generation baby boomers, generation X, generation YZ. With each generation, it's factually proven that Parents care more and more and more and more about their kids and give them more and more and more and more time. Like, yeah. So sometimes to a yeah. detrimental effect, you know what I mean? Maybe for yeah. the kids, maybe for the parents. So it's an interesting point, like we say well, that they uh, overdo it maybe sometimes. I think it's just a little mindset shift. It's getting away from feeling bad
1: about it and realizing mm. that it's actually bringing benefit to the people that you're trying to serve. You know, True, so you're yeah, saying it, yeah. you know, I want to do the best for my kids. Well, actually you looking after yourself is doing the best. And that for could be your just meeting
0: someone for a walk or a coffee, friends, Funny socializing fact. or whatever. Yeah, it could just be. Just making time that. for yourself. Yeah. 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 And and when people do go from, you know, that dark bad routine, bad routine, maybe bad state of fitness to going on one of your, you know, one of your plans or whatever we want to call it, uh, do you find mentally them starting is the hard part or physically, which way would you say more people find it harder to get going like? Mental, 100%. Mental,
1: Changing your body is not about your body, it's about your mind. I think that's something people struggle to grasp because if you look at it at the moment, we have a society that is more overweight, more unhealthy than ever before. But over here, we've also got more personal trainers and fitness instructors than ever before Yeah.
0: so where's the disconnect and watches and gadgets and everything
1: yeah so what are we missing so for me it's actually what's going on between the ears because I think a lot of people within the industry think it's about showing people how to deadlift or talking to them about macros and micros but at the end of the day for me it's about understanding what makes people tick it's understanding what are your triggers how do you respond to certain situations if you've had a bad weekend how are you going to react to that so it's it's really supporting people as much as you can I think in terms of their mindset as much Mm. as it is about well here's food plans here's training
0: Programs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you say that, it's funny. I was only talking to a guy who used to play League of Ireland, you know, an elite player, and uh, we're on about, you know, drink bands and all this. Like, and I suppose you get there where people go, Oh, well, I won't go drinking. So I said, drink, but then don't eat a load of rubbish the next day. He said, You could have a few drinks on a Friday and be playing the following Saturday. It's the food. Yeah. You know, so that's probably one of those things people go, Oh, I won't drink and I'll go, you know. But we'll that's, a, that.
1: that's that's a mindset thing as well, Brendan. Yeah. If you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to look long term, that means moderation has to come into play, rather than what a lot of people do, which is I'm just going to be really extreme now and I'm going to just overhaul everything. Yeah. And it's like no chocolate, no alcohol, no bread, no nothing. Yeah. And then three days in, they're going, I feel terrible and but I hate life. Then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you want to start looking long term, you have to look at moderation. And I always say to my guys, like, don't be afraid to have a bar of chocolate a couple of times a week. It's only yeah, going to yeah, keep
0: yeah, you yeah. sane. Like, it's yeah, not going to yeah, do yeah, any course. major uh, damage. And that's my next question: Is you know what are you know a couple of the most common pitfalls you find for people to fall off the wagon like you know is is it that like is it going too hard or horrible that's definitely the main one that's definitely one and you see that a lot especially in January I'm preparing for it now it's coming up to the
1: time of year Christmas mm. people will go a little bit overboard January comes they feel terrible and it's just way too much for them rather than just going in gently building it up and then six months later they're still going strong that's one thing and another thing i would strongly recommend just for anybody watching that is thinking of starting a weight loss journey for example would be know what you know what you're doing and know where you're going I think most people don't have a plan. It's like, I want to lose weight. That's a vague idea in their head. Yeah. So they'll put on their runners and out they go. No thought given to beyond that. If you have a specific goal in place, so think about it, if I said to somebody, what's the goal? And they say, it's weight loss. I'd say, too vague. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Whereas yeah. The, another person says to me, well, the goal is to lose £10 by the 30th of November. I go, OK, this is the person that's going to do well because they're okay, very yeah. clear on yeah, what they're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So there's optics to manage it and to measure it. And if you get clear on those, you're giving yourself a chance. Mm. Whereas I think most people don't know. And like
0: if you can't define success, you won't create it. Yeah. And again, like I actually, you know, I did a bit of work with you last year. Just during the lockdown, boredom, I didn't need weight loss, but... I really changed a lot of eating habits. Yeah. And again, I had a decent diet, but I learned a lot. So I think anyone watching, whether it's yourself whatever, like it's, you learn more about things than just, uh, even I learned an awful lot about reading food labels and that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you mentioned that on your website as well. It's like, you no, know, people haven't a clue to read them and they just read you one don't. thing and it's used the front of the packet is designed by a marketing person, the back is written with a you know, mm. food scientist. You know, yeah, so 100%. To know that, is, it was very interesting. I, I really liked that last year, you know. Uh, with you saying about there's so many instructors and coaches and PTs now, why do you think people nowadays need or, or use, you know, coaches or whatever, more so than just, ah, I'll just go for a regular run myself, you know. What do you think is the major help for that? Or? Well, I think what a lot of people are missing
1: is accountability. I think mm. that's what's really missing for a lot of people. They think they'll do it on their own, but then if there's no pressure on them, it's like two days later, cakes have been handed around the canteen. Yep, I love some of that. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, I yeah. think if you know if you're being accountable to somebody and there's somebody come back saying, "Well, how's that go, Mary? Has that worked out?" or you know, and you're maybe sending on your measurements and whatnot to somebody, there's a little bit of comeback on it. And I yeah. think that's where the mind starts to get focused and you start doing a lot better. So for me, it's accountability and it's support. I think that's what a lot. And of I people think it's support lacking. too, because yeah.
0: some people probably are a bit ashamed, maybe or a bit embarrassed that they're yeah. not able to do a certain run or that they are a certain shape but they can talk to you probably closer than yeah. some family members There, they 100%. might have the support nearby at the time. 100%, yeah. 100%. Or they could be after a breakup and they're in a bad space or something. So I suppose there's all these different things going on. Yeah, it that's be. it. But
1: and, and this is why I say like a coach needs to be empathetic. I think a good, a good coach needs to have those conversations with people and just understand yeah. what's going on for them. Before I take on any client, I have a conversation with them on the phone where I'm basically getting in-depth on what they're actually struggling with. And that's mm-hmm. not to make people feel bad. It's so that I can get an understanding of what's going on for them and then I can support them and help them. So we'll yeah. go pretty deep on... You know, OK, there's weight there, but how is it actually impacting your everyday life? And you'll get some you'll get some breakthroughs. You know? Yeah.
0: And other things you might have to refer someone to for another person to help one part. And then you yeah. go, well, I'll do this element. Later. Absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah. as I said, I can, I can see the whole things, whole list of things that you have to watch out for. Was there one particular client that you had that you, you were just so delighted about or amazed by? You know, they really excelled in what they achieved.
1: I could probably give you 500,
0: bucks. Yeah, but. The one, I mean, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one person, I suppose, that, that always sticks out in my mind because the thing for me is I'd be very much about the long-term approach. Mm. So it's not just about getting people in shape. Like, that's the easy bit. It's staying in shape that yeah, most people yeah, struggle yeah. with. So I'd be very much about long-term. There's a client that I took on, I think it was 2016, 2017. And at that time, she was very overweight. She was 18 or 19 stone. It was impacting her life. Her confidence levels were quite low. But I remember the big thing about her was it was always kind of a case of, I need to sort this out straight away. Like, you know, she'd nearly want it gone by Tuesday. And I'm yeah, going, it didn't yeah. go on overnight, like, you okay. know. So she did sign up with me. And I, I remember saying to her, I want you averaging out at one to two pounds a week. And she was kind of going, oh, but that's not enough. I was going, just trust me, you've tried it your way, it didn't work, you know. And yeah, yeah. um, So over the following 10 months, she lost five stone. And if you wow. do the, yeah, if you do the maths on it, it's about two pounds a week. And I said, that was 20, I think it was 2016, that was. Um, she went on and lost another two stone so today she's kept all that off she's seven stone lighter than she was wow. back when we first started working that's together li- that is life changing that's right. life changing huge, yeah huge. Uh, yeah. but like Brendan it's not even just about the weight it's what it does for her like she's just yeah. so much more confident in herself Depression, and just enthusiastic and happier, yeah, and yeah. And like she's out now on
0: Sundays getting the kids out for a walk Just energy as well oh, she's love to do stuff, like and have the desire to do it you know That's the quality of life Yeah. so your, your latest book it's coming up it's coming out very soon we'll talk about that in a moment but weight loss simplified so I mean that's sounds like, oh, this is the book for me because that's the hardest part. I mean, uh, like the, self, the title is self-explanatory, but what is this, why is how is this book going to help people that obviously fall down so many times with the weight loss? You know, how, what have you learned? Of what's in this book that's the real nugget for people to buy it? You know, this book is, is different, I think, to anything that's out there
1: because I've seen a little bit of a gap. And the gap I've seen was that people were looking for more and more information, more and more recipes, more and more workouts, following more and more people online. But effectively, it was paralysis by analysis. They weren't doing anything because they were getting just overwhelmed and confused. So what I've tried to do with Weight Loss Simplified is put it into the layman's terms and show people this is how you do it. Because the recipe book is not going to change anybody's life. I mean, there are people Mm -hmm. watching this who have 50 recipe books on the shelves at home. It's not going to change your life. Actually knowing how to do that. So calorie deficit, number one. But how do we create a calorie deficit? And looking at little ways of putting yourself into a deficit. So the book is broken up into two sections. The first section is heavily based around mindset the first half of the book that would be little stories again from my own experience from clients and there's a lot of stuff in that I think that people are going to read and they're not going to realise they actually needed it until they see it and then they're going that's me too you know that's me too so there's a lot of little lessons in it from clients mistakes or clients success that I think people kind of real life
0: scenarios that people can relate to Uh, absolutely someone else is in the same boat as me so yeah yeah absolutely and there's
1: a lot of little stories in there that are probably you know there's some humour there's some sad stuff there's some motivational stuff Mm. there's some inspirational stuff That's the first section of the book. The second section of the book then is the how-to, because that is again, what a lot of people are going to go straight for I would say, read the first section of the book, it is important, but the second section is 113 tips on how to lose weight. Cool. So it's very simple, practical, everyday stuff. Okay, and that's, that I think. Cool. Yeah, because I, I do think a lot of people overcomplicate it. It's like they have this thing in their head that weight loss is something that's super difficult and yeah. they've just consumed so much stuff, but getting it back down to the basics works. So okay. that's the angle I'm coming with the book because I think there is a gap from where people are to where they want to be. And what they're currently consuming is not filling that gap. They're consuming more and more workouts and recipes. I'm going. Go figure out and actually
0: focus on what you need to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go figure so the out.
1: book, you have a launch coming up soon, I know, in town? Mm-hmm. When or where? Or? It's in the Radisson Hotel. It okay. is on Thursday, the 18th of November okay. at eight o'clock. Okay. I am looking forward to that. I can't wait because I haven't spoken in front of a crowd since God yeah, knows I know, I know, COVID, yeah, you know. So I'm absolutely buzzing to go. And what I was actually looking at, we're putting it together over the last few days. Um, the theme is going to be five weight, loss, weight, five weight <laughs> loss hacks to transform your life. Okay, so, so that's what we're looking key.
0: At. and you'll be doing a talk on the night, obviously. Yeah, and I'm it's gonna, free.
1: Yeah, it's free. Yeah, free to attend. Yeah, okay. no, I will say you have to be booked in for it because obviously there is a capacity on Limited, it. Yeah. I think we have a 60 percent of places gone already, so don't hang about. But um, it is—it's going to be just life changing for a lot of people, I think. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring the good stuff. I'm not going to be saying to you, you know, eat more fruit and veg. I'm yeah, going to bring yeah, yeah, the good yeah. stuff. I'm going to bring the stuff that changes. If you've been at it this
0: long; you've really learned. I mean, you've put it in the book, so you've, you've really kind of thought all about this and put it down. Uh, yeah, properly. absolutely.
1: And like I've seen. What works and what doesn't work? I've had uh, probably over seven, eight hundred clients at this stage, so mm. there's a lot that I've kind of been able to analyze and go. I've tried that; it didn't work. Yeah, I know that this works really, really well. So, okay. like, I'm going to just bring some stuff that I think is going to be hugely beneficial, and probably a lot of what I bring is going to surprise people because that's not what they're expecting. But cool. that sounds like an interesting night. And uh, to to reserve a space, so what do they do? Just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. So it's Alan Williams Coaching on either of those send me a message with the word book followed by the names of the people you wish to book in that's all you have to simple do simple as that yeah or if, you, if you're not on social media or you probably are if you're watching this show to be fair <laughs> um, info, send him a letter <laughs> send me a pigeon carrier um, info at alanwilliamscoaching.com will get me so up.
0: alanwilliamscoaching.com is the website yeah yeah well Alan uh, it sounds an amazing story for your own story and what you're planning to do coming up in the future and it really sounds like an interesting book so the best to look with it thanks very much for coming on the show I'm sure we'll, we'll be seeing you around soon it's been a pleasure Brendan cheers So if you liked what you've just seen, don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel here. We've loads of great interviews from a load of really interesting people over the series. And if you're on social media, which I'm sure loads of you are, we are on Instagram and Facebook. So give us a follow there. Thanks for listening to the Sligo Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And wherever you've listened, if you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd give us a review or give us a like. And we'll see you all next time.